You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. Phil Williams here hosting Right Side Radio. We're here Monday through Friday, 2 to 5 p.m., rocking the world with things that, like the man just said, are solid, conservative, and just plain right. Hey, listen, it is a full, full day. Things are unfolding. I've got the, I've got the news on right now. Uh, Major General Hank Taylor from the Joint Staff Department, uh, or Deputy Director of Regional Operations, is giving a Pentagon briefing. We actually finally saw Kamala Harris in person. She was up on, uh, up on the, uh, by the podium with the president during his remarks just about 45 minutes ago. Uh, it's an amazing day, folks, but um, all is well because Copper is running the board. Copper, good day to you. Hello. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you, and uh, yeah, we're 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 glad of it. You know, it's, but the news is not going to slow down over this weekend, Copper. You know that, it's right? True. I mean, it's uh, it's amazing to me to watch this thing um, unfold in Afghanistan. Oh, did you see <clears throat> that someone started a GoFundMe to rescue people from Afghanistan, and it's already raised over six million dollars in one day. I have not seen that. I have not seen that. If you get a minute, uh, Copper, during the break, email me something about that. I want to see something that this I will. that I can describe in more detail. Um, yeah, very, very, very interesting. I've uh, I've heard about some other, shall I say, private enterprises uh, that are uh, taking matters into their own hands, and um, it's going to be interesting to see what comes out of this. There were some hero stories back in the day of uh, private rescues. Uh, during the Iran hostage uh, situation, there were other Americans who were trapped in Iran, and uh, and and literally, I believe it was Ross Perot, uh, his company. I think I think I'm right. I'm just going from memory here, kind of on the cuff. But Ross Perot uh, hired a guy named Bull Simons, who was a legendary um, uh, Green Beret, to orchestrate a mission and go in and get his people out because he was not going to leave anybody behind. And uh, that's uh, that's that's a that's a key thing. But right now, I just I just sit here watching the news and, and, and watching Biden at the microphone. And I'm like, man, we're just like being our nation, our, our world in some sense is being led and, and talked to by what amounts to a frail beta male. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's disheartening to see what's happening in a little while. I'm going to play you some clips because Mr. Mr. President, you, you just said today that no, you've heard of no, how did he put it? He's heard of no condemnation from foreign leaders. Well, British Parliament condemned the United States. British Parliament condemned the United States yesterday. Well, you know, I tell you what. This 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 leads into my right side way. So let me just go ahead and dive in because my right side way is uh, not necessarily on topic, but it is on topic. And if you heard me say that a moment ago about very concerned about the type of leaders we're putting in in the places that send people into harm's way, and then do very little to help get them out of harm's way. It, it, it comes down to a question, in my opinion, of, of do they have what it takes? Do they have the intestinal fortitude? Do they have the, the, what, what, the, what the Ranger Creed that I memorized years ago says, the intestinal fortitude to fight on to the Ranger objective, though I be the lone survivor? What that's basically saying is whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Now, listen, I'm going to step out into a politically incorrect place here for a few minutes. But, you know, hey, what's new, right? I mean, it's right side radio. I don't care about being politically correct. I'm reading a book right now that I got some time back, but I had forgotten about. Just kind of rediscovered it on my shelf. It's a small book by a best-selling author named Stephen Pressfield, who I've talked about on here before. He wrote Gates of Fire. The book is called The Warrior Ethos. 
Pressfield, if you recall, he wrote Gates of Fire. It was about the 300 Spartans who stood in the face of overwhelming odds against the mighty Persian army. And in the one I'm reading now, The Warrior Ethos, it's not a storyline. It's more of a sort of a discussion through Pressfield's research about things that make up what he calls the warrior ethos, which covers down on things like duty, honor, and country, uh, having a sense of humor under fire, having courage, having civility and love from a position of strength, being able to provide aid and support to the weak and emboldening others to do things they wouldn't have done on their own. He talks about inner wars. He talks about outer wars. He talks about how to train up young men to become old warriors. And in one very cool quote, he describes the attitude of a warrior, referring again to the Spartans, in one of history's many quotes attributed to that warrior society, there was a quote in, this, in, his, story, in, his, in his book that says, A group of Spartan warriors approached a crossroads, and they were met by a small group of beleaguered citizens who said to them, You're lucky. Just a little while ago, a group of bandits was here. To which the Spartan leader replied, No, they were lucky. That's the kind of attitude that a warrior has. That's the kind of attitude that, that has to be in place during times like this. These attitudes these character traits, if you will, many of which are learned behaviors, by the way, they're learned, are not just for soldiers. And truthfully, they're not just for men. Women can have undaunted courage. Women can face crises with grace and poise. I'm married to a woman like that. I help raise a woman like that. My son is married to a woman like that. And my son himself is like that. But today, I'm going to talk to men. That's, that's what I know. You see, I, I read something else this morning. An article by a lady named Allie Stuckey. And the article was titled, Make Men Masculine Again. Now there's a movement on the left to neuter manhood, to enshrine the beta male as the role model for a civilized society. And I say hogwash to that. In her article, Stuckey made the point. She said, when you try to make men more like women, you don't get less toxic masculinity, you get more. Why? Because bad men don't become good when they stop being men. They become good when they stop being bad. Aggression and violence and unbridled ambition can't be eliminated from the male psyche. They can only be harnessed. And when they are harnessed, they are tools for good, not for harm. Stuckey went on to elaborate, The answer to toxic masculinity isn't less masculinity, it's better masculinity. And we know what that looks like. It's a young man opening the door for a girl on the first date. It's a father working long hours to provide for his family. It's a soldier risking his life to defend his country. The growing problem in today's society, Stuckey said, isn't that men are too masculine, it's that they're not masculine enough. And when men embrace their masculinity in a way that is healthy and productive, they are leaders and warriors and heroes. And when they deny their masculinity, they run away from responsibilities, leaving destruction and despair in their wake. And the consequences, she said, can be seen everywhere. All right, back to me. Understand me when I say this. I'm not saying that unless you can tote a gun or lift heavy weights, or wear your hair in a conservative fashion that you're not masculine. True masculinity is not defined solely by your age, your status, or the outward appearance. It's a compilation of more esoteric things, if you will, like character, the warrior ethos that I talked about earlier, a work ethic, care and concern for others, self-sacrifice, courage. It's the little things sometimes, like being willing to stand up to bullies, like speaking out for your beliefs, like sacrificing a little bit of your me time to play with your child, like opening the door for your wife, like paying your employees before you pay yourself, like checking on a friend in a time of need. Again, 
Don't confuse this monologue with some kind of preconceived notion of the poster boy for true masculinity. You don't have to be the Marlboro man. You don't have to be a member of SEAL Team 6 or somebody who knows how to spit dip without getting it on your shirt. What I'm saying is you can be rough without losing your civility. You can have calloused hands and still wear a tie to work every day. You can be a father even separated from your kids and still be a dad to them. Now true, the attitude of roughness and masculinity is often embodied in a mental picture of harsh ruggedness. George Orwell even said, quote, people sleep peaceably in their beds at night only because rough men stand ready to do violence on their behalf. Well, in my day, I've known a lot of dudes, action guys, operators, members of America's elite special operations, first responders, dudes with grit and determination. And a lot of them, when you looked at them, they did not fit the visual stereotypical mold of what you would expect of someone who was willing to have that type of life. And even in the Bible, when he was preparing to crown the future king of Israel, Samuel was sort of taken aback that it was going to wind up being David, the small guy, the least among his family and the least among the tribes. But when he finally realized that's what God wanted done, in 1 Samuel 16, 7, God told Samuel, the Lord does not see as man sees, for a man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So I don't care if you've never earned a medal. I don't care if you haven't got a penny to your name. I don't, I don't care if you have a physical disability. I don't care if, if, if you've made mistakes in your past. I don't care about any of that. Hear me when I say that society will be better for it if men will act like men with a sense of masculinity that transcends their outward appearance but will also definitely resonate to all of those who are around them. Returning again to the article by Allie Stuckey, she concluded it way better than I could, so just hear what she had to say. She said, quote, The devaluation of masculinity won't end well because feminine passive men don't stop evil. Passive men don't defend, protect, or provide. Passive men don't lead. Passive men don't do the things we've always needed men to do for society to thrive. Rape and murder and war all have two things in common, she said. Bad men who do the raping, murdering, and warring, and weak men who won't stop them. And we need good men who will. It's not masculinity that's toxic. It's the lack of it. And that's a wrap for The Right Side Way. Well, yeah, I know that was politically incorrect, but, uh, but it's absolutely true. And, and, and to the men of our society who I'm speaking to right now, again, you don't have to be a member of SEAL Team 6 to, to be a dude. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to be, you don't have to be someone who um, is in the gym every morning to, to be masculine. Masculinity is something that we stand up with and, and, we, and we, we treat like as much of a mental image as anything. And we've got to have more men who are willing to be strong in their communities. It is so necessary, especially for a time like this. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM. You hang on. We'll be right back.